What a fruitful summer it's been, and we're still near the beginning of it. Three weeks ago, we heard the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Galatians list the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Then two weeks ago, we practiced reciting those fruit like we did just a moment ago, first in the children's sermon, and then in Herb Gishlick's Fruit of the Spirit hymn, set to the tune of the Ash Grove. Last week, we heard Paul encourage the Colossians to lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him as you bear fruit in every good work as you grow in the knowledge of God. And now this, the Lord presents Amos with a basket of summer fruit in the first verse of our first lesson. I'm not complaining, I'm just mentioning it, because I love fruit, both spiritual and material. I just finished a book called Scurvy by Stephen Bowne about the disease of that name that afflicted, degenerated, and killed thousands of people who suffered from it. The scurvy was a term used to describe a bewildering combination of symptoms that developed especially among sailors and slaves several weeks into long sea voyages. Symptoms included lethargy, shortness of breath, bone pain, opening of old wounds, disintegration of the gums which caused loosening and sometimes loss of teeth. We now understand scurvy as a loss of collagen, which is a protein that is an essential part of our body's connective tissue. To make collagen, we need vitamin C, and without it, we eventually get scurvy and our bodies literally start falling apart. But no one knew all that 200 years ago. What mariners did realize at different times is that scurvy could be prevented and cured by the consumption of fresh fruits and vegetables, which is why I mention it today. When last week I read about the Lord showing Amos a basket of summer fruit, I immediately thought, the Lord is showing Amos how to cure Israel's scurvy problem. And he's showing us that the fruit of the Spirit can cure our society's problems too. It's all coming together in this basket of fruit. And while any society certainly benefits from the fruit of the Spirit, that is not the message of the fruit basket that the Lord shows to Amos. In Amos 8, verses 2 and 3, the Lord asks, Amos, what do you see? And Amos says, a basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord says to Amos, The end has come upon my people Israel. I will never again pass them by. The songs of the temple shall become wailings in that day, says the Lord God. The dead bodies shall be many, cast out in every place. Be silent. Not good. The Lord had not come to show Amos a cure, but judgment and destruction. But what does that have to do with fruit? What seems like a non sequitur in English makes a lot more sense in Hebrew. The word translated summer fruit in Amos 8 verse 2 is kayetz. And the word for end, as in the end has come upon my people, is ketz. 
the connection between summer fruit and the imminent end of Israel, of which God warns Amos, is their similar sound in Hebrew. It's a wordplay that associates something familiar, fruit, with the message that God was giving to Israel through Amos. Fruit was not a means of Israel's healing, but a sign of its end, due to its internal corruption, injustice, and rebellion against God. And taken in conjunction with the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5, fruit is a pretty good representation of what God's Word does. Judgment and healing. Law and gospel. God's Word does not free us from sin by minimizing it and sweeping it under the table. God's Word reveals our sin and how far short we fall of what God requires of us. It convicts us of our sin, not so that we may loathe ourselves or because God likes to see us groveling in guilt, or even so that we might heal ourselves of it. No, God's Word reveals our sin and judges us so that we see our need for God, so that we confess our sin and turn to Him to heal us. The word for savior in German is Heiland, which is derived from a word that means to heal, as in one who heals us. That's no accident. Jesus, our savior, heals us from a hereditary, endemic, and deep-rooted disease from which we cannot heal ourselves. It's called sin. Many treatments have been tried, but Christ is the only cure. Sin is a terminal disease, but the good news is that in Christ, God has turned death into a portal to everlasting life with him. In his word, God shows us the fruit of judgment that prophesies our end, but he doesn't leave us there. He offers us also the healing fruit of the gospel, the good news of our deliverance from sin through faith in Jesus Christ. Seeing our sin and God's judgment turn us to God for forgiveness, mercy, and healing. Only Jesus, our Savior, our Highland, our Healer, cures us from our spiritual scurvy. For that reason, several Christian hymns speak of Jesus as a healing, fruit-bearing tree. Richard, Richard Hutchins says in his hymn text, Christ the apple tree, the tree of life my soul has seen, laden with fruit and always green, the trees of nature fruitless be, compared with Christ the apple tree. This fruit doth make my soul to thrive, it keeps my dying faith alive, which makes my soul in haste to be with Jesus Christ, the apple tree. In Holy Communion also, Jesus comes to us as fruit, the fruit of the vine. Partaking of his body and blood in faith, we receive what he promises, the forgiveness of sin. The fruit basket the Lord shows Amos is not good news for Israel or for us. 
But that word of judgment opens our eyes to our spiritual scurvy and drives us to our healer and cure, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. The fruit references in our scripture lessons will come and go. But let us never cease to feast on Jesus in word and sacrament as voraciously as ever a scorbutic sailor tucked into the oranges of Seville.